For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Live from Liverpool, the dark paranormal. Hi everyone and welcome to a special bonus edition of the dark paranormal. We are but one week away from the debut episode of season 8 and I think I can confidently say it's going to be our best season yet. We have all of our spaces filled for each episode of Season 8. However, The Dark Paranormal is an ongoing programme, so if you're sitting on a true paranormal experience that you think would suit The Dark Paranormal, then send it over to thedarkparanormal at hotmail.com. The true paranormal experience today for this bonus edition is a prime example of how some apparent harmless fun can lead to a doorway being opened between our world and the next. It shows how stubborn evil can really be, and how, when it's got you in its sights, sometimes it doesn't want to let go. However, before we launch into our appetizer episode for Season 8, we of course need to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. When you sign up to Patreon, not only will you support the show, you'll also receive these episodes ad-free and before everyone else. Which means next week's debut episode of Season 8 will be with our Patreons days before it hits any podcast feed. Not only that, but you can also gain access to the Patreon-exclusive podcast, Dark Bites. A show which airs each and every week, even on the current downtime between seasons. We've built a wonderful community of like-minded paranormal enthusiasts over at Patreon, and we'd like to extend an exclusive invitation just for you. Simply head over to patreon.com forward slash thedarkparanormal, just like these wonderful new team members have. Christian Noyes, Aidan Hansen, Krista Barron, Amanda Duval, Jamie Powers, Lizzie, Tegan Coltra, Shonda, Eric Canova, Millie Morgan, Morgan Walsh, Faith Farrah, Dan and Cloud, Shannon Lozano, Jacqueline Zakowski, John Buck, Brad Wickham, Lynette Constable, Zoe Hinton, Amy, Tiffany Ham, Jimmy, Danny Posadas, Andy Dawn, Nicole Bartley, Callie Marie, Jesse Vashore, Carly, Amy Davies, Nicole Sondles, Destiny Nagel, Natasha, Steph Z, Han, Chris Francis, Laurie Mendoza, Sergio PL, Paul Stan, Tommy Peterson, Erin Turner, Kim Rogers, Reese Macy, Megan Morris, Ashley Danielle, Jason G, Catherine, John Amoro and Danita Kelly. Thank you so much guys for becoming our newest team members and I hope you enjoy all of the Dark Bites episodes and of course are looking forward to the early release of the debut of Season 8. Once more, if you'd like to join the team, head over to patreon.com forward slash thedarkparanormal. Today's true paranormal experience arrived after I'd already cemented every episode for the next season. However, it fits perfectly as a small appetizer as we await the start of Season 8. 
As a bonus episode, the production is slightly stripped back. We won't be featuring any sound effects. We'll save all the bells and whistles for the upcoming season. However, that should not take away from just how terrifying this story truly is. Today's submission comes in from Riley, and she tells us all about what can happen if you decide to dabble with darkness. My name is Riley, and I'm from the United States, and I want to share with you my paranormal story. I'm from a small town in Colorado. This is something that started when I was only 16, and it lasted for four years. Very few people in my life know about this experience. Only my mother and my best friend know all the details of what I went through. Recently, something happened that has led me to want to share this with you and the dark paranormal audience. Hearing everyone's paranormal stories has given me the comfort that I'm not alone in my experiences. Names have been changed for the sake of privacy for those involved. When I was a junior in high school, I wasn't asked to the homecoming dance by anyone. I don't consider myself ugly, but I wasn't the most social girl outside of my friend group and was never one to wear makeup or dress up. Dating wasn't on my radar at the time anyways, but not wanting to be the only single one in my friend group, I reached out to my childhood friend, Travis, and asked if he would like to join me. He immediately agreed and dressed to the nines to make sure I would have a good night. The rest of my friends were busy with their own dates, so Travis decided it would be more fun to leave and have an adventure of our own. One thing you should know is both Travis and I were absolutely obsessed with the TV show Supernatural. Two brothers hunting ghosts and demons and monsters, travelling in a classic 67 Chevy Impala. We decided to have a ghost hunt of our own and researched supposed haunted locations in my small town. Travis had taken a bottle of vodka from his mum's cabinet and, like the 16-year-old idiots we were, we drank as we drove around town. Nothing exciting happened and we were a little disappointed that we didn't hear or see anything and went back to my house. He'd come from out of town to take me to the dance, so he would be spending the night and going home the following morning. Not wanting to give up, Travis threw out the idea that we should try a Ouija board. So we grabbed a pen and some paper and made a drunkenly messy board. We sat in my closet and turned off the lights and began asking questions. We laughed at ourselves, and honestly, I don't remember exactly what we asked. We had drunk at least half of the bottle between the two of us. And then, bam! A loud crash sounded above us and we froze. My heart raced as silence fell over us. We looked at each other and burst into laughter. We assumed one of us had knocked something over in the dark closet and called it a night and went to sleep. Travis went home the next morning and I thanked him for a fun time. Two weeks later, I was getting ready for bed. I was brushing my teeth and suddenly felt as if something 
was behind me. I didn't see anything in the mirror and brushed it off and quickly crawled into bed. That night was the start of the scariest period of my life. I woke up in the middle of the night. Nothing had happened to wake me up other than a bizarre feeling that something was wrong. Seriously wrong. As I lay there in the dark, I heard the sound of a doorknob jiggling and sat up in bed. And I could see the doorknob of my closet frantically twisting back and forth. I was absolutely frozen in fear. My immediate instinct was to run out of my room to the safety of my parents' room. And then, before I could even remove my blanket, I was aggressively pushed into my mattress. It felt as if a giant boulder had been dropped on top of me. I began to hyperventilate, and then the closet door swung open. I tried to move but was completely stuck. I couldn't breathe as if two hands were wrapped around my throat and were trying to suffocate me. Stars began to dance in my vision, and then I heard heavy footsteps, as if someone was wearing large construction steel-toed boots and was walking from my closet and across the room. Panic like I'd never felt completely took over as I fought to breathe. The footsteps stopped right next to my bed, and I heard someone breathe into my ear. I don't know if it was from lack of oxygen or the overwhelming fear, but I passed out. I woke up and immediately sat up in my bed and looked around my room. It was morning. My closet door was closed. I'd never felt so relieved. It must have been a nightmare. Trying to brush off the lasting fear, I went to the bathroom and began to brush my teeth. I glanced at my very tired face in the mirror and the fear immediately came back. Around my neck were very large and very red handprints and they were beginning to bruise. It was real. Everything that happened was real. I immediately thought back to the Ouija board Travis and I made. In a panic, I ran to my closet and I saw it on the floor. I picked it up with shaking hands, and then I heard my bedroom door swing on its hinges. Riley, do you want to grab a bite to eat at the sports bar? The Raiders game is on. My dad walked into the room, and I quickly put my hood up to hide the marks on my neck. My dad appeared in front of my closet, smiling, until he saw what was in my hands. His face fell into a look of fear. Something I've never seen on my dad. What the hell is that? It's it, it's a homemade Ouija board. Travis and I made it as a joke. He grabbed me by the shoulders. Don't ever mess with this kind of stuff. You've no idea what this shit can do. I was in disbelief. My dad, the atheist, had no religious faith and, and he was scared? I I thought you didn't believe in this stuff. It was just a goof. He shook his head and sat me down. He explained that although he doesn't believe in religion or God, 
that doesn't mean there isn't a chance of something else being out there. He once played a Ouija board when he was a teen, and a girl next to him began to convulse and had a seizure. She was completely healthy. As a paramedic, he knew these things can happen randomly, but it still scared him enough to never try it again. Seeing my all-too-logical dad react to a hand-drawn board almost scared me as much as what happened the previous night. So I took it to my backyard and I set fire to it. I prayed nothing like that would ever happen again. Ultimately, it only got worse. I began having nightmares of an old woman. She looked as if she hadn't eaten her whole life. She was nothing but bones and wrinkled grey skin. I could never see her face. Long, stringy white hair was always covering it, and she wore this tattered, ripped white gown that barely clung to her figure. I would dream that I was standing in a black abyss, and the only thing I could see was her, slowly walking towards me from the distance. It felt as if hours would pass as she slowly walked to me. I could never move. I was always stuck in place. Once she was in front of me, her long, bony fingers would wrap around my neck, and then I would wake up in a cold sweat. Then, things started happening in the house. Items would disappear and then reappear, things falling from the counter without anyone touching them. At random times, half of the lights in a room would go out. My family never put much thought into these strange occurrences, My dad even hired an electrician to look at the wiring, but, as you can guess, everything was fine. The worst things would happen when I was home alone. Let's have a quick break to talk to you about Policy Genius. Now, we all like to put off life insurance talk because it reminds us of our mortality. But life insurance isn't about death, it's about life. It's about ensuring the lives of those you love remain secure and comfortable. And I'm sure many of you will think, well, I'm covered through work or I'm covered through my bank account. But believe me, you want to check those finer details because you may be surprised what you're actually covered for. And this is exactly where Policy Genius come into their own. Yes, we could talk about how Policy Genius is America's leading online insurance marketplace or how their award-winning agents will walk you step by step through the entire process. But the best thing about Policy Genius for me is they don't have a dog in the fight. They're not going to strong arm you towards one company or another. They've no incentive to do so. Their only incentive is to listen to your needs, scour America's top companies, and find you the best price. For example, with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that begin at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options even offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. There's a reason why Policy Genius has thousands of five star reviews on Google and Trustpilot, and you'll find out what it is when you tick life insurance off your to do list with Policy Genius. So head over to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I was sitting in my living room watching a movie when my family dog began growling. Now, this was the sweetest golden retriever in the world, and I'd never heard him growl. I stared at him, asking, What's up, boy? When I heard the front door open and footsteps running up the stairs, I jumped as the adrenaline brought me to my feet. I looked around the corner and saw the front door wide open. I know it had been locked. Walking around the couch, I went to investigate. I heard nothing and tried to calm myself down as I closed the door and locked it again. I heard the footsteps upstairs and I began to feel angry. This thing has been tormenting me every night and now it was tormenting me in the day. I ran upstairs to my parents' bedroom where I heard the footsteps. Get out of my house. You are not welcome. Something ran past me down the stairs. The gust of cold air shocked me and I heard the front door open with a crash this time. I ran downstairs and saw that the door had opened with such force it had broken the doorstop. Shaking, I grabbed my dog and my keys and drove to my friends. I only returned when my parents called me asking where both I and the dog were. Nothing like that happened again for a few months only an oddity here and there. Again, I was home alone. I was in the kitchen doing homework when suddenly a blood-curdling scream tore through the house. Tears began to burn my eyes in the fear I felt. I sat absolutely frozen, just waiting for something else to happen. But nothing else happened. Anytime I was home alone, This thing would run through the house, and every once in a while it would greet me with this scream. For two whole years, I would avoid being in the house alone as much as possible. My parents were getting worried, but how could I tell them what was happening? I tried to tell my brother Danny. He's my Irish twin and is only 18 months younger than I. We've always been very close, but... Even he didn't believe me. Riley, there's no such thing as ghosts. It's an old house and it's probably just the pipes creaking. Then what about the screams? Is that the house settling? He rolled his eyes and picked up his phone. Maybe it's the next door neighbours having some fun. He wiggled his eyebrows and I gave him a disgusted look. Just relax, will you? Mum and Dad are trying to find a new house to buy soon, and then you won't have to worry about this haunted house. He held up his hands and gave air quotes and laughed. I stormed out of his room knowing he would never believe me. My brother took after our dad in his logical thinking and didn't believe in the paranormal. I was worried that if I told my parents, they would have the same reaction. Maybe they would think I was nuts and send me off to some mental hospital. 
One night, my brother and I were watching some television whilst my parents were out for dinner. And then, it happened. The scream tore through the house once again, but this time, I had a witness. My brother jumped and looked at me absolutely terrified. What the hell was that? Danny whispered, shocked. I shook, knowing what was coming next. The footsteps began running through the upstairs. Danny ran into the kitchen and grabbed a knife. Someone's in the house. Riley, call 911. He marched towards the staircase and I ran after him, grabbing his arm. Danny, it's not a person. This happens to me all the time. I try to tell you. He looked at me, confused and in disbelief. He turned and looked up the stairs and froze. I followed where he was looking and chills erupted over my whole body. There, looking over the banister, was a black figure. The moment I looked at it, it dashed into my parents' room and slammed the door. Danny grabbed my arm and ran us out of the front door into the front yard. We called our parents and they immediately came home, irritated to be interrupted on date night. Aren't you kids a little old to be spooked by being home alone? My dad grumbled after we made him check the whole house. My brother was embarrassed and went to his room. I apologised to my parents and we all called it a night. Even if he wouldn't admit it, I knew Danny had to believe me now. A few months later, I had that nightmare again. As always, I woke up in a cold sweat. I was so frustrated at this point. I didn't know what I could do to make it stop. I sat up in bed and suddenly got the sensation I was being watched. Like a child, I threw the blanket over my head and hid. I heard raspy breathing and tears rolled down my cheeks. Please stop, I cried not knowing what else to do. The sensation of being watched only increased. Call it stupidity or morbid curiosity, but I couldn't help but peek from the safety of my covers. I scanned the room, but saw nothing. I shuddered and got out of bed, grabbing a pillow and my blanket, and decided to sleep in the living room. It felt safer than my room. As I headed for the door, something caught my eye just to the side of the doorframe. I screamed. In the mirror hanging to the left of the door was her face. I finally see her face, and I never forgot it. Her face was as withered as her body, and instead of eyes were these sunken holes... My family ran into my room and turned on the light, and she was gone. I was inconsolable. My mum took me to my parents' room and sat me down. She encouraged me to take a few deep breaths and explain what happened. I'm sorry, I didn't want to tell you. I thought you'd think I was crazy. She pulled me into her arms and hugged me. Baby, tell me what happened. I promise I won't think you're crazy. 
a bitter laugh left me. Even, even I think I'm crazy. She wiped my tears and looked at me so worriedly. Mum, I think I'm being haunted. The look of shock she gave me made me break down again. I told her everything. The Ouija board, the nightmares, the screams, the footsteps, everything. She listened carefully and nodded occasionally. When I was done, she grabbed my hand. I wish you told me this sooner, but don't worry, I'm going to take care of this. She stood and went to her armoire. She pulled out a box and opened it. Inside were sage and candles. She saged the entire house and put salt in every corner of every room. She said many prayers and then let me sleep in her bed with her. For the next two years, nothing like that happened again. Only the odd occurrences now and again. I thought it was finally over. I moved into my first apartment when I was 20. I got a roommate and I felt at peace not being in the house. I was starting my new life as an independent adult. A few weeks after moving in, my roommate was at work and I was in the living room playing with my six-month-old puppy, Sammy. Our family dog had passed and I rarely missed having a dog around. I found an advertisement for an English cream retriever and I just knew I had to have him. He's the goofiest, most playful dog. We were wrestling and playing tug-of-war when he froze. He began to cry and whimper and shook like a leaf. Sammy, what's wrong, buddy? He then began to bark at the hallway. I sighed and went to check what was bothering him. I turned the corner and looked down the hall, and my entire body froze. The peace I had built up over the last two years crumbled away in an instant. At the end of the hall, standing in my bedroom, peeking from behind the doorframe, was her. No, it can't be. She slowly moved behind the door and disappeared. I scooped up my dog, grabbed my keys and ran out of the apartment. I jumped into my car and called my mum. Mum, she's back. She's back. She's followed me. Honey, don't move. I'm on my way. It was about a 20-minute drive from her house to my apartment, and she got there within 10 minutes. She blessed the apartment with sage and salt and created a circle with candles in the living room. She sat us both in the circle and put a protective blessing on me. At the end of the blessing, she kissed my forehead. This should get rid of her for good. I should have done a protection seal on you and not the house. She's been attached to you. I'll leave you with some sage just in case. After that, nothing ever happened again. I never saw her, and the nightmares stopped. Now I'm 24 and own a condo with my boyfriend of four years. I still refuse to sleep in a room with mirrors. 
I go so far as to cover mirrors in hotel rooms. I'd moved on from that experience. My mother introduced me to her practice and I found a warm community about love and white light and gained a new love for nature and the earth. I've buried these memories for years and now for why I decided to write to you. A few weeks ago, I was leaving my condo at 5.30am to go to work. I pressed my garage controller as I was walking towards the garage. The door began to lift, and I froze. I saw two large boots, slowly being revealed as the garage raised. I blinked, and they were gone. I laughed at myself, but I felt an uneasy dread come over me. I shook the feeling and continued forward. Just as I was about to walk into my garage, a dark figure, over six feet tall, sprinted at me from my left. I screamed, threw myself into the garage and ducked behind my garbage cans. I braced myself for an attack, but nothing happened. I pulled myself up on shaky legs, holding my keys between my fingers and stepped out. No one was around, not a single soul. I was so shaken I called into work and went right back into the condo. I blessed my condo, my garage, my car and even myself. I always thought if something ever happened again, it would be her. All the memories came flooding back and I realised something. The first incident that happened, it sounded like heavy construction boots were walking towards me. Not only that, but the footsteps I always heard running upstairs and on the staircase always sounded so much heavier than that frail old woman would have. And any time I saw a shadow person, like the one that stared at me and Danny over the banister. It was always at least six feet tall. It's been years, and I'm only now realising that there may well have been two entities. I don't know if this means they were both attached to me, but I would assume so. I'm taking every precaution possible to keep myself safe. It wasn't until I made this connection that I thought about writing to you. I've buried these memories for years, and it wasn't until I saw those boots that everything clicked. I pray every day that I never have to go through something like that ever again. Such an amazing true paranormal experience from Riley there. Thank you so much, Riley, for sending your story in. Paranormal enthusiasts such as myself and you guys all share several commonalities. And one thing we all seem to have in common is we will have one particular entity or idea of a supernatural being that scares us more than most. Be that a poltergeist or the alleged hat man. But my personal biggest fear are these exceptionally tall shadow-like entities. From collating paranormal stories from listeners for over the last four years on different podcasts, 
there has been one creepy feature that keeps cropping up. And that's the sighting of these figures, seemingly between 6 and 11 feet tall. They always bring with them this sense of being watched and carry an air of malevolence. And I've received so many examples of these beings that each time one crops up, I get a genuine shiver down my spine because they're not the normal feature of a paranormal story. For the upcoming season 8, I've received three of these examples of exceptionally tall shadow beings and to a story The preceding sentence before this character is introduced is along the lines of you won't believe this or this sounds unreal but and they then go on to describe the height of this shadow entity. For me, they've cropped up far too many times to be mere coincidence. But I haven't got the first clue what these tall watchers may be. Of the three I received, only one of those stories featuring a tall watcher will feature in season 8. But it's one of those tales that, since reading, it's stuck with me every night before I turn out the lights. And I think it will do the same to you when that episode comes around. So this brings us to the end of the bonus episode in between seasons. But we'll be back next week with the debut episode of The Dark Paranormal season 8 and don't forget if you'd like to hear that episode ad free and days before everyone else head over to patreon.com forward slash the dark paranormal and so remember when you're discussing the paranormal try and leave your disbelief at the door and I can't wait to speak to you next week for the return of the dark paranormal